Hello everyone and welcome back to Going Purple with me, Lizzie McIntosh, where we talk about serious F1 stuff in a not so serious way. I hope you're all doing really well. Um, happy almost end of June and I missed you guys so much. It has been a while since I last recorded a podcast episode and so I was gonna say sorry actually but I am going to try and stop saying sorry just in general in my life um, for things which I can't always control to be honest with you. I am um, I I I really miss filming podcast episodes and the last few weeks have just been so busy. I just got back from Portland yesterday. It was a 20 hour journey home and flying between the States and Europe and back is just one of the most tiring experiences to be honest. Um, I really don't want to complain and actually I saw the sweetest comment the other day on my TikTok that was just saying like you know you tra- you travel so much and you never complain and you handle you know your schedule with grace and things like that and it really I saw I only saw it yesterday and it just felt like this like guardian angel um one of you just saying that because honestly at the moment guys I am feeling a little bit burnt out to be honest I think it's hard for me to admit that in all honesty um but the last few weeks have just been crazy and now I am away for four weeks straight um so every single weekend now to be honest every single weekend now until the 4th of September having had a schedule meeting this morning I am away um granted a couple of them are like for me I get to go on holiday at the end of July which I'm so excited about um but I just feel a little bit all over the place to be honest with you and that kind of leads me back to the podcast um I just at the moment so as an update for you guys because that got real deep real quick um myself and my team are essentially working on a way for the podcast to become way more mobile whether that means I am able to record a podcast I mean ideally like the night of before a race like wherever I am this week I'll be in Austria um and I mean granted my weekends with track tv are packed like jam packed but if I could, if I had like 20 minutes to spare and I could do a little podcast episode or something, you know, it needs to be able to travel with me basically because I am never, I am never at home anymore. I don't even know if I have a home anymore. (laughs) Um, So that's one thing. And also, you know, we're working on trying to figure out how I can still have guests. I think for me, the reason I haven't wanted to have a guest on Going Purple for a while is I just want it to look and sound exactly how I want it and exactly how you guys deserve it. You guys have put up with Going Purple from the offset when it was absolutely in its very prime, like literally be recorded on my phone. And I just don't want it to... I just want to make sure it looks exactly right so you know they can have the equipment they need and it can all look and sound fantastic and there's much bigger kind of you know plans in the works bigger than even me um to try and make those things possible so but for now I am really excited I have a new series on going purple of which this is the first kind of 
the first go we'll see how it goes we'll see if you like it but I mean essentially at the moment I already do the kind of let's catch ups and just telling you guys everything that's going been going on little like debriefs from all the races I've been at recently etc etc and I thought why not put this into a kind of format about um like a diary now I used to keep a diary I have a theory that there are two people in this world diary people non-diary people I I have multiple diaries that I read back and they actually make me really sad (laughs) just emotional I think I'm quite an emotional person um but anyway I love the idea that you guys are kind of coming along with me like I just think that's cool and um kind of keeping this as my journal as well as having guests on the podcast I love the fact that you know a pillar of my job and and what I do has always been to create community in motorsports through not only you know trying to help explain things that's kind of how it started what the f1 does that mean f1 news roundups these kind of things but now the more access I'm given and in my job as a presenter as well you know being able to try and give you guys some of that access through social media and bringing you along with me and I do that so much on TikTok and on Instagram as well but I think it's just really cool to be able to have like these little diaries um to look back on and listen back into so yeah welcome to episode one of what am I calling this a diary the diary of an f1 presenter something like this maybe I should um maybe I should decide on that before <laughs> before we upload this but I am really excited for this so I'm just going to talk you guys everything that's been going on um that doesn't make any sense talk you guys through everything that's been going on in my life at the moment everything that I've been up to etc etc so yeah I as I say I've been away for the last two and a bit weeks now I you guys have also been asking me like where are you I have actually recorded three podcast episodes in the last couple of weeks and I just deleted them all I just didn't like them I didn't like how they sounded and I find it really hard I love editing videos like I loved editing I love editing my TikToks my YouTube videos my interviews but I find it really hard to edit the podcast because I hate listening to my voice for like half an hour back especially if it's just me that's why this is my goal today is just to release this podcast unedited so let's all hope and pray for Lissy please and thank you but I just I don't know I just I'm not sure why I couldn't put my finger on why I didn't like them I mm, mm -mm, I'm not sure but anyway here we are now I have just come back from Portland as I say that was really interesting that was my last race with Formula E this season um because of scheduling and also that they only have two locations left so they have two double headers left I believe Rome and London but most of the time when there's a double header in Formula E that means there's a race on the Saturday and on the Sunday so they do quali race on Saturday quali race on the Sunday so yeah I really enjoyed Portland it was a very interesting city I'll be honest um but also in the surrounding areas I went on a like the most gorgeous hike around it was called the Beacon Rock State Park I really recommend if you're ever in Oregon um but yeah it was so different it's it's actually an indie track indie car track so um it was cool to see kind of how the two merged and and speaking to the drivers in Formula E they were saying you know the top speed is going to be so so high but also it's going to be really hard to save energy at this circuit because it's such a different circuit for Formula E um so that was really cool and 
even the way that the track was laid out. So in IndyCar, each driver has a pit stand or along a pit wall and they wheel the cars between the garages and the pit wall before a session. Whereas in Formula One and Formula E, normally there's like a paddock side and then you go through the garage into a, a pit lane, if you will. Um, but they were actually using the IndyCar kind of setup this weekend as well. So that was super cool to see being on the grid. Guys, I was just like standing next to Jaden Smith. Actually, I went to an event the night before the race and he was there as well. And I was like, Jaden Smith, uh, I just, sorry, if you're in a Justin Bieber song, rapping in a Justin Bieber song, you are instantly cool. Okay. Especially when I think he was like, what, 10 when he did that? He is just, you know, when Jaden Smith is around, he's just, he's just cool. Um, and yeah, I got such bad sunstroke though. So the grid, obviously very much in the sun, you know, a lot of the, I was walking around the fan zone, which I have to say, I mean, I had a whole kind of debrief with debrief with um, F1 Tony over the weekend about what we both learned from Formula E, but I would say the fan zone experience in Formula E is fantastic. So I wanted to go and check that out. And there's like food, there's entertainment and all these kind of things. But um, yeah, I was just out in the sun like all day. And I got home back to my hotel and I just passed out for like four hours. I was so ill and my I couldn't, you know, when you're so ill, you can't even lift your head. Oh, oh, it's only when you're like kind of out of it that you're like, oh, that was horrific. And then I hopped on the plane, two planes the next day and I am still so tired. I feel like I'm going to yawn, but I'm really trying to hold it in here. Um, and tomorrow morning, first thing, I am off to Austria. I am back with my track TV team and I am so excited. It's going to be a sprint race this weekend. So there's going to be so much to talk about. Um, and yeah, I, I can't decide on the weather. I have been trying to ask my friend Ruth Buscombe, who's the head strategist at Alpha, <laughs> mainly so I can decide what clothing I need to bring with me. Um, but yeah, she is like, it can either be 22 and chucking it down or it can be 25 and sunny she was like I actually have no idea so we'll see but I'm really excited it's a really interesting part of the season now I think we're seeing major dominance from Max Verstappen um but you know there's so many other storylines going on throughout this season of Formula One who's going to take second place in the championship how quickly can Max win this championship having now equaled the record of Ayrton Senna's wins in Formula One so coming into a weekend especially at the Red Bull ring. I think this could be a real weekend of dominance for Red Bull. But also we're coming to that point in the season now where we've got four races until the summer break. I will be at three of them. I have a bit of a triple header going on now with F1. Well, I guess it's a double header and then I have a week and then uh, I go to Budapest. But starting to approach that point of silly season now where there are contracts that are expiring at the end of this year, but also in motorsport, I think it's, you know, contracts aren't always the be all and end all, let's say that. And so the contracts that do expire are Logan Sargent, Alex Albon, Joel Guanyu, Yuki Tsunoda, Kevin Magnussen and Lewis Hamilton. And I think that the main kind of discussion and the main discourse that's going on is about what's going to happen with Lewis Hamilton. You know, there's so many rumours, Ferrari and this and that, but will he stay in F1? Will he stay at Mercedes? Is, is Does he really think there's going to be a hope of this eighth championship? I think that's one contract talk that I can imagine is very, very back and forth at the moment. We won't know anything for a while. If I had to guess, I would, stay that, I would say that Lewis would stay with a one-year contract extension and stay until the end of next year. But who, honestly, who knows? Um, I think, yeah, there are a couple of drivers. That I, I don't think the F1 grid will stay the same next year by any means. 
Logan Sargent is another really interesting one. I mean, he has not been performing to that level that I think that I think Williams possibly was expecting, although having spoken to their old team principal at the end of last season, they were saying we have to give him one learning year. So technically he is still in that learning year. And and by that, I understand that they would renew him for another season. He's a rookie, you know, he's driving a lot of these tracks for the first time. But when you've got a teammate who, in Alex Albon, who just finished seventh and is consistently doing well, you know, in Q2 a lot of the time, it, it makes him almost look worse, I think, even though, yes, he is a rookie. However, having said that, I think F1, an F1 seat is the hottest property in the world. And they could easily replace Logan with someone who they may believe would be able to be scoring, you know, at least a couple of top 10 finishes in the in the first half of the season. So, and same with Nick DeVries, you know, just come in. There was such a high caliber behind Nick DeVries, a Formula E champion, a Formula 2 champion, and he is just not performing to the level and standard that I think Alpha Terry was expecting him to. There's all this kind of chit chat about whether he'll be kicked out before the end of the season. His contract is not due to expire this year. But I think, yeah, you know, F1 seats are so are so precious. They're gold dust, right? And teams know that they can find drivers that could fill their seats. Um, from other series you know look at IndyCar there is rumors about a certain IndyCar driver possibly possibly you know having interest from Formula One teams there are drivers old F2 champions Felipe Drogovic for example old F1 drivers Daniel Ricciardo although I don't know if he would go back to AlphaTauri from my interview that I did with him recently he definitely seems to think that he is back in a seat at the end of this season so yes there are people who could fill these seats and, and possibly do a better job but I also kind of think that that's maybe a bit of a downfall of Formula One is I think we're in an age of Formula One at the moment of constant change you know constantly adding more tracks constantly changing the formats of the weekends constantly changing drivers also that it can be perfect and it can look perfect and it can you know be fresh and new but actually I think there's something to be said for a bit of calm in a series as well especially from a driver's perspective. I can't imagine being Nick DeVries at the moment, to be honest with you. I can only imagine the pressure is making it harder. But yeah, I mean, all these things are starting to come up. And so back to my point about Austria, I am very excited to be there. I've not been before. I've not been to Budapest before either. So I'm doing a lot of tracks for the first time this year. Um, But yeah, as I say, there'll be a lot to talk about. And when it comes to silly season, I think you need one domino to fall, to be honest with you. I have an idea of who that domino could be. Um, I'm going to make like a little voice note of it now on my phone. And then if I'm right, we can come back to it. But I think there's one domino that needs to fall before everything starts to fall into place. Um, But yeah, I think it'll be a good weekend. I'm really tired and I have so, so much prep work to do for it tonight and tomorrow, I fly tomorrow. So I'll be just working. Um, I like to make notes on every team, every driver, every talking point, the track, the format of the weekend. There's going to be so much to talk about and F2 is racing. And I think I may also be doing an F2 grid walk at some point over the weekend. So I just want to make sure that I have everything front of mind. And um, yeah, I love the adrenaline. I love the pressure but it also it definitely does drain you a little bit and I think yeah I just got to be from my you know side I just need to be like aware of how I'm feeling and keep tabs on that as well I think the last few months have been crazy and and so I'm just finding it you know a balance of of trying to still work so hard and 
and give myself a bit of slack you know sometimes I'm like I haven't uploaded this video today and I haven't done this and I haven't recorded a podcast I haven't done that and I have so much work to do for this weekend and then it's straight on to Silverstone next week but you know the two days that I'm home are full of work as well and also trying to you know recharge a little bit because you know my job has to you know have to be kind of 100% for my job in front of the camera and it that, that doesn't feel like work it just feels like showing up and being myself but I think when you're tired it can be a little bit harder because it's so full-on and it's so you know I have to not use my personality but you know what I mean I have to be in front of the camera and and all this kind of thing and so at the moment I'm also just trying to spend time with the people who really make me feel recharged and supported and all those kind of things and to be honest I'm lucky because that's a lot of people I work with as well but I think it's different spending time with those people when you're at work and when you're at a race because it's all about getting the job done. So being able to spend time with A, those people, but also other people in my life who truly make me feel so kind of uplifted. I'm just trying to balance everything basically um, and and navigate everything that's going on. You guys probably think I have it together all the time. I really don't. So if anyone's feeling the same, I've got you. I got your back. Um so yeah, I'm really excited for Silverstone next week though. Next week! Ah, oh my gosh. I remember thinking at the beginning of the year like, oh, Silverstone, you know, months and months and months away. Um, and I am, I just feel like I'm going to feel so full circle driving back through those gates to Silverstone. Um, if you guys have ever been, you know that right before you get to the fan zone, that one long straight, when you come first come into the circuit, I just think that for me will just be one of those moments where I'm like, wow, it's been a year since I did my first race with F1 um, and how much my life has changed in the last year and... I just think it's going to be crazy. I've only been back to Silverstone once since um, the last Grand Prix, which was to film with Nika Hulkenberg. And it must have been in October. And we went to the old pits, which I believe is the F2 paddock now. Um, and that was super cool. And actually being able to go around the Silverstone circuit, even being able to go around the Portland circuit um, last weekend, that circuit is absolutely beautiful. It's so green. Portland is actually so green. But I'm really excited for that and being, it's kind of like, I'm not a driver though, but being at like my home race, I don't know, I think it's really exciting and the energy there is always incredible. So I'll be doing track TV in Silverstone as well with F1 and I'm really excited. And yeah, and then I go, my, well, my next F1 race after that will be Budapest. So yeah, I'm looking forward to it. I, I think all the races I've been to this year have been very, very different. Starting in Bahrain, I think that's one of the most, I guess, traditional circuits uh, or traditional tracks in the sense that, you know, it's, I don't, I don't know if I can explain it. It's not a new one, shall we say, like Miami Neck. I went to Miami after that and that was just like the most fun but most insane experience. And then going to Monaco. Oh, Monaco was great because I... Oh, I just, I, I'd always wanted to go to the Monaco Grand Prix and it, to be honest it was exactly how I expected and more. It is the most difficult place to get around in the entire world because it's you know they close all the roads of Monaco during the day so if you need to get from A to B you have to go from A to M to P to R to S to U, Z and then B. I was working between now this is gonna <laughs> now <laughs> This is going to sound really annoying. I was working between a yacht and a penthouse um, for the Monaco Grand Prix. I know, I'm sorry, I'm so sorry. But getting between the two was near impossible 
possible um so that was actually really fun I mean I got to interview so many cool people Otmar Safenauer um Gunter Steiner Naomi Schiff Natalie Pinkham I actually had a really really nice chat with Naomi we were doing that walk um between I'm sorry just okay between the yacht and the penthouse okay together and we had a really really nice chat and being on that yacht now you guys seem to have slightly a strange obsession with my feet so let's talk about it so now I saw so many comments about like why are you not wearing any shoes on the yacht um you're not allowed to the paddock club yachts you're not allowed to wear your shoes so that explains that I won't delve any further into my feet uh oh actually yes I will because now there I was doing an interview with uh, with Daniel Ricardo, which I, oh, I actually just have to say quickly, reading those comments made me so happy. And I'll tell you why, because a lot of the comments had picked up on the fact that, you know, uh, like kind of the way I was interviewing and, and my style of interviewing, which is very much, I just want the person to feel comfortable. I don't want anyone, driver, team principal, anyone in motorsport I don't want them to feel like I'm trying to get something out of them you know I want them to feel as though they can trust me and I'm gonna do right by by them if they give me a piece of information or they say something um I just want them to feel comfortable I want it to be a chat but I want to get you know the right information out of the people as well and make it interesting ultimately for you guys and whoever's watching and I I think I've worked so hard to be able to do interviews in the way I want to do them and also for myself, like I own all of the, I own these interviews, you know, it's, it's so unique for me to be able to do that and also do it in the way I want to and, and write the questions I want. And my whole kind of idea for, for those two videos in Monaco was heritage and um, history and memory because, you know, Red Bull has such a legacy in Monaco, even being in that Red Bull energy station, it was just incredible. And so to sit there with Daniel Ricciardo and talk to him about, you know, that iconic jump that he did and but also just have such a nice chat with him. He is every bit as nice in person as you would believe. Um, first thing he did, come over to me and, you know, say hi. And we had a chat and then Drive to Survive just kind of starts following. And when we were doing that interview, I was so aware that Drive to Survive was just over my left shoulder. So, um... <laughs> Yeah. Oh my gosh, guys. I have to, well, let me just finish saying, I, I just really appreciate the fact that you guys kind of pick up on those small things. And I am very, very grateful to have been, you know, to have the opportunities I have and, and to be able to, yeah, you know, to be able to execute things in the way that I want to, that whole kind of concept, that was all, that was all from me. And, and I had no pushback from the team. And, you know, I, I, I just think having that kind of level of like mutual respect between myself and teams and drivers is something I've worked really hard for. So thank you for all of your love on both of those videos. I loved editing them. It was really hard with the audio. I don't know if you can tell, but in the background of the Daniel Ricciardo video, Yuki Sonoda is doing a Q&A downstairs. So thank you, Yuki. Um, it was a bit of a nightmare, but the initial concept was for me to jump in the pool. I was for sure going to do it. I had figured out how I wasn't going to wear I wasn't going to wear any makeup. I was just going to have a change of clothes. Blah 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 blah. Slick my hair back after. I'm on the plane to Monaco. It's an. It's like a very long journey from where I was coming from. It was like maybe what 16, 18 hours, and they're like, "There's no water in the pool. It's a ball pit," and I was like 
what? So I had to just kind of think, am I still going to do this? Do I want to just change the whole concept or do I just want to jump into the ball pit? And I am, I honestly, one of the most embarrassing moments of my entire life. Now, first of all, it's not very full. It's not very far down. It's not very majestic. I'm then just stuck in this ball pit. Now I played it very, very cool. I could not move. I was thinking, I was just actually going to, I was going to say, oh, thanks so much, Daniel. See you later. You, you, you go ahead. <laughs> no. The whole pool is full of journalists and they're like, get out, get out. <laughs> and me and my manager were laughing because there's, it kind of annoyed me because a journalist posted on TikTok, on Twitter um, and I was like, no, it's ruined, but whatever. Anyway, there's this person in the background whilst I'm stuck in the pool and they're like, save her, Daniel. <laughs> that just makes me laugh no one could have saved me I was I was stuck but we made it out in the end and oh yeah back to my feet you guys were like I see you change shoes for Christian Horner first of all why is anyone looking that closely at my footwear second of all I did because I wasn't allowed to jump in the ball pit with my heels on so there we go although actually never mind I was gonna tell you a story about my feet but I think this is just getting weird now it's just it's just getting weird now so I think I'm gonna have to leave that story there um but thank you for joining me for my first episode of a diary of an f1 presenter i am signing off here um i am gonna just be so excited to bring you all along with me to austria and silverstone and hopefully i get to see lots of you at both of those races um thank you for all of your love and all of your support as ever and i will see you all very soon love you bye <laughs>